Hello, I'm Barry Murphy, tax partner at PwC, and welcome to the latest episode of Talking Tax podcast, where we delve into some of the most topical tax issues of the day. As a country, the UK faces imminent challenges of a scale not seen for decades. Brexit, weak productivity growth, an increasing pace of technological change, an aging society, and shifts in global economic power all raise questions as to where should the UK go for the future? And that's where the industrial strategy comes in that the government set out in November 2017. It's effectively a blueprint or a strategy looking at how the UK can address some of these fundamental challenges. And it highlighted ways to create conditions for growth, including a focus on skills, education, infrastructure, investment, innovation, and a fair distribution of outcomes across the regions. What it didn't do is focus much on tax or what role tax plays in that strategy. And if we're going to have an industrial strategy in the UK and implement it in an effective way, then it seems essential that figuring out the role the tax system plays in that must be important. So today, I'm joined by two people who can help us talk just about that. Helen Miller, Deputy Director at the Institute of Fiscal Studies and Head of the Tax Sector, and Stella Amos, PwC's Head of Tax Policy. And I know, Stella and Helen, you've just held a conference on this, and you've got a report coming out with more details soon. But let's explore some of the issues here today. And Helen, if we maybe start with you, what role can tax play in an industrial strategy and how could it do it well? Well, as you already mentioned, if you actually open the industrial strategy, what's most remarkable is that tax hardly features. It only really mentions R&D tax credits and the role of a competitive corporation tax rate. But if you step back and think about you know, the rest of the tax system, it is literally riddled with ways that, with policies that affect the industrial strategy. So just to name a few, we have capital allowances that affect, you know, that promote investments in certain assets. We have a bias towards debt. We have a whole bunch of policies that affect small businesses, albeit where small is defined very differently in different bits of the tax system. We have R&D tax credits, we have venture capital schemes, and so on. So I think really the lesson is that before we even worry about what's in the industrial strategy, we should look at all the ways in which tax affects our industrial strategy and ask why they're doing that. And actually, for my money, stop doing a lot of those things and take away some of the distortions we have already. Then if we want to think about what should tax be doing to actually manipulate the structure, we need to be much more careful and start with a clear-headed, why do we want to change market outcomes? If we do, is tax the right tool? Or should we be thinking about regulation, competition, education, all those other policies? And even if in principle we should be using tax, can we design a, a good policy? There are so many examples where there might be a sensible policy aim, but the policy that's actually been designed just isn't working. So I think we need to not necessarily expect to see all these policies shoved into the industrial strategy document, but when we're designing bits of tax, think much more about how those designs feed through into our industrial structure. Okay, so thinking about that, thinking how they feed through, and the use of the words like riddled would suggest to me that you think doing away with a lot of what we have and being more considered for the future is critical. Absolutely. And it's not just, I mean, the, the hard thing about that is it's not just about scrapping some reliefs, although I would scrap some reliefs. It's really about thinking carefully about how we you know, distort choices over different assets, for example, or over different types of investments, or when we're trying to have policies that promote, say, entrepreneurship, are we actually promoting entrepreneurship or are we just giving you know, large tax breaks to, to sort of rich business owners? So being much more systematic across different policies and thinking about why is that policy in place? Should it be there? And almost always the answer is no. So let's let's crack on and fix it. Okay, so almost the 
Always the answer is no. That's a good challenging point. So Stella, if I move to you on the practicalities of how would you take that overlay and where are the priorities for the industrial strategy and how is tax going to play a role? Well, there's a lot, a lot in that question, Barry. Um, I think you need to break it down into different parts. There's, there's an awful lot in the framework that is the industrial strategy, and it's pretty vital to kind of have that framework to focus on trying to deliver on some of the challenges that we're going to face as a country over the coming kind of years and generations. I think you need to then stand back and say, which bits are you, do you think are the kind of top priorities? And there's, a, there's an awful lot in there. It's a big old document. And as Helen said, there's not very much on taxing at the moment. But tax could have a really vital role in quite a lot of those areas. And as Helen said, actually, tax permeates virtually all of it. So if we break down and look at kind of three, just, just I'll pull out three kind of key areas. People issues is, is incredibly important. You know, how, are our people skilled to do the jobs that are going to be needed to be done in the future? Do they have the right kind of training behind them? Can they be retrained as the jobs change? All of that is something that is kind of set out in, term, in high level, in kind of this framework for industrial strategy. And there is a role that tax can play in trying to deliver some of that. You know, we've already got the apprenticeship levy. Could we redesign or reimagine the apprenticeship levy to try and address some of the challenges that kind of come up on people issues for the industrial strategy? So that's one area. Another area is looking at infrastructure incredibly vital and, and there really one of the key things that you need to do is boost investment. There's all sorts of different kind of attributes that you need to think about but fundamentally you need to get the right level of investment and a real focus on what infrastructure needs to deliver. So is there a role for tax to pay there? Well probably yes but then you kind of get into the, the bits that Helen talks about. The, the obvious way that tax can help there is to incentivize investment but if you do that, are you getting the right return? Is it the right kind of influence you want to impact on the market to do it? And the answer might be yes, because you want to incentivize something with a real kind of real immediate focus and a real immediate output, but then there will be consequences. So tax, I think, has a vital role to play. It shouldn't be underestimated. And I think the other piece that I would kind of definitely stress is that tax can't do things on its own, which I think picks up what Helen was saying. Tax can have a role, but tax shouldn't be the driver and it shouldn't be done in isolation. It isn't, you know, again, if I go back to the people challenge, having a new tax policy isn't going to fix our people challenge. Having a new tax policy alongside an education policy and a skills policy could actually make a real difference. So some big challenges there. You mentioned, you know, retraining and reskilling, infrastructure. That sounds to me like more money, more, t are you saying as part of the industrial strategy we need to pay more tax or design policies that mean we're going to get winners and losers as we get this right? That's, I think that's inevitable. You're always going to have winners and losers. I think it comes back to some of the principles that Helen was outlining. You've got to decide what you want to achieve. And then once you've decided that, how best to get it. Now, there may be some spend that is required to make an incentive work, or if that's the way you want to go. But you need to look at it, the return on that overall. You can actually get tax back. If the incentive works and the, you know, the infrastructure is built and people are using things, we're creating more, we've got more productivity, more, more growth in the economy, there's more tax to be paid. So you need to look at the whole equation rather than just the immediate cost of incentivizing the activity you want to incentivize. Okay, and you outlined some pretty big challenges in there as we look forward, because that obviously is what the industrial strategy has to deal with, is the longer term looking forward. People, technology, we don't quite know how it's all gonna turn out. So Helen, where would you pick out the priorities and how are they gonna shift how we get tax today and we get them tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, as you said, there's, there's lots of challenges. And I think the, the big difficulty is that 
no one knows exactly how our economy is going to look. The economy will change, technology will change, society and society attitudes will change. And we can't plan for all of that now. I think we have to look back at history and say society has changed lots and tax has changed with it. So we have to sort of trust that we'll keep up. I think what we really should do is think about are the things we're doing now that are steering our economy down the kind of the wrong path or are holding us up and storing up problems for the future and start tackling those. Now, you can think about that across, you know, across lots of areas, but think of one concrete example. You mentioned technology. One thing lots of people increasingly worry about is, are we going to have the rise of robots and technology taking over jobs? That's you know, a good thing to worry about. But actually, rather than thinking about should we you know, stop robots or encourage robots, what we should really sort of realise is that that future probably means that we'll have more of our society's wealth accruing to the owners of capital rather than to people who you know, sell their labour. And currently we have a system that favours those capital owners. We have lower taxes on the return to capital than on the return to labour. So again, before we even worry about whether to incentivise or disincentivise robots, let's kind of get that right and take away that um, tax advantage to capital owners and, and, le and, and, and level the playing field. And is that this statement, tax the robots, is coming from in the headlines? Is that really what it's getting at? I think so. I think it's a, people are worried that robots will take jobs and therefore, if you think about a robot like a person, maybe the robots should pay tax too or we should try and stop them. Of course, really, if you think about it, robots are like tractors or other machines. Unless we're talking about, you know, sentient robots have national insurance numbers, they're just like tractors or machines. And we should worry less about how you tax them directly and more about, you know, if I'm an owner of a robot and I get returns for that, we should think about how we tax those returns. And obviously, along the way, we could think about how that affects, you know, inequality and other things we care about. So we can crack on today solving some very specific problems in our tax system in ways that would make us sort of more future proof to the challenges that are coming down the, down the line. Okay, and Stella, how would, how would you see those future challenges? Well, if I'm going to build on the example that, that Helen's outlined, I think one of the other things you need to do, especially with technology and you know, the advent of the digital age, is, is precisely looking at, is the tax system fit for the future? Are some of the things that we're doing right now just knee-jerk reactions to uh, an immediate problem without thinking about what, what impact might that have on the future? And, and digital tax is one area where we can look at that happening right now. You know, lots of territories across the world are looking at how they tax digital activity. The current response is to focus on a particular type of digital activity and tax that more rather than standing back and thinking about is this the, the, is this really the problem that we're trying to deal with or is the problem more that technology is impacting our lives in a different way than we would ordinarily have planned for um, and actually at a pace that's probably a lot quicker than we anticipated and that not only has an impact on the society that we live in but also the way that taxes are collected and the types of taxes that are generated so to go back to Helen's point if we ignore everything actually we could end up losing out on tax because we still have a tax system that that favors labor labor could be impacted by the advent of technology. There could be an erosion of jobs or a shift of the types of jobs that people have, which kind of changes the balance of taxes. And if we don't think about that and plan for it, the net result could be less tax. It might not be because we don't know what's going to happen. But if we don't think about it, plan it and model for it, then we could end up in a very sticky situation um, when we could do something about it now. Okay. So that sounds to me like a big message coming out of what you're putting out there, and I know there's a lot more detail in, in the report you've worked on, is far more joined up thinking. Um, and at a time when it seems like getting anyone to agree on anything is getting more and more difficult, give me your view on hopeful prospects. Are we going to be able to crack this tax alongside industrial strategy starting soon? What's your view, Helen? I think we have to find a way to crack it. I mean, one good thing is that 
there are so many problems and so many challenges. I mean, we mentioned technology. You could add, you know, inequality, the collapse of some tax bases like fuel duty, environmental and health concerns, you know, devolution. There are so many challenges that we could just pick any one of them and get cracking. So in some ways, there's just lots of low-hanging fruit. So uh, let's be hopeful about that. Okay, and Stella. I think, it's a, I think you're right to acknowledge the challenge. I think a lot of good work has been done in, in setting out that framework that is the industrial strategy. So there's something to build upon. I think there needs, a, there needs to be a real momentum of people with the right skills and the right activities to kind of come together to try and address the solutions. It's not going to be done um, by one part alone. But I think the more that we can have conversations like this and air, and air the type of things that things like tax could do, the better it is that we might get people working together on it. So thanks very much, Stella and Helen. That was a fascinating discussion. Certainly piqued my curiosity to go and explore the details more, and I hope it's piqued all of our listeners' curiosity to go and do that. Key takeaway for me is that designing tax policies alongside an industrial strategy, is it's not easy. It is complex, but it requires grown-up and transparent discussion if we're going to get this right for society and the economy. That's probably the most important point, and I hope people get involved in that debate. General trend coming through is that are we going to see wholesale reform? Probably not immediately, but if we can set off in the right direction, as Helen said, let's get cracking, I think that would be a great start. And hopefully we can do that in the coming weeks and months. That draws our latest Talking Tax podcast to a close. I'd like to thank you again to Stella and Helen, and do look out for that IFS and PwC report. Uh, please have a read, see how you can contribute to the future of the industrial strategy and the tax policy that goes with it. And for future podcasts, don't forget to subscribe, do leave us a review, and any comments you have on the topics you're listening to. Thank you.